spring forward. Upgrade your home, business, or large commercial facility now with the latest technology from DFW Security. If your system is older than five years, it's time to upgrade. DFW Security has reliable, convenient, affordable technology professionally installed. Take command with their all-in-one app powered by Alarm.com. Control your alarm, access control, cameras, garage door, and much more. DFW Security, your local experts for over 30 years. Call now or go to DFWSecurity.com. DFWSecurity.com. It's the downbeat on 97.1 The Freak. You used to call me on my... I'm Kevin Turner with Danny Bayless. Mike Soroy's out today, a little little sick. He'll be back tomorrow, we think, although cold and flu symptoms kind of popping up uh, around these parts this time of year, of course. Want to get into some sports in a second. First, want to give a quick update on a bit of a developing situation out in Roanoke. I like Roanoke, by the way. Roanoke's out there uh, a little to the west but still definitely in the Metroplex. Oh, a good downtown situation over there in Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a major train derailment that's happened in the city of Roanoke. This is south of Highway 114, right along Highway 377. Three coal cars and a portion of a locomotive off the tracks, according to Madison Sawyer of CBS 11. They are saying that Highway 377 will be shut down at 8 a.m., and this is expected to be an all-day event. So they're shutting 377 down for cleanup at 8 a.m. So, my God, if you're in that uh, part of the world and you're traveling, look out. You might be going back to work (laughs) and uh, dealing with a massive commute, or you could use it for an excuse to just go in late. Hey, traffic got me, you know, if you want to use it to your advantage. But um, big deal, man. Train derailments have been – we've seen a few, and there's obviously big stories nationally about that. Don't think about it too often around here, but there's a bunch of trains and a big derailment. I I don't know if anyone's been hurt. No injuries have been reported. And uh, and it was – they said three coal cars, but kind of a big deal there. I don't know. Seems like a big deal. Luckily, I'm not driving on 377 today, but if you are, look out. Train derailment in Roanoke. We'll give you more details if we can find them. I'm seeing a, a couple pictures, and man, it, it's wild to see a huge, you know, car on this tr- train just to see it off the tracks. It's it's pretty nuts. Um, and I'm seeing this happened um, – uh, in 2016, and that's what I'm seeing pictures of. It's mm-hmm. from 2016, the derailment then. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Nothing yet from today, but I'm I mean, saying, this I, is fresh. This just uh, within the hour. Yeah, um, this started being reported about 50 minutes ago. Hopefully, no one's hurt. All yeah. that. We'll no injuries released. reported yet. Yeah, 114, yeah. 377. Yes. Yeah. Gooey. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated if we find out anything else. Also, we'll give you the latest on Epstein's list at 7.30. I can't wait for this. Was skin weight on it? We'll tell you. Maybe that's the real reason he's not coming in today. <laughs> um, but uh, before we do that, let's get to this because this is going to be meaty. All right, Saturday night, not sponsored today. 
No, slow, slow start to the quarter. Uh, Cowboys and Lions on Saturday. Well, I'll tell you, at 8 o'clock we're going to dive into a little Mav stuff. Mark Cuban commented on the sale of the team, which was official over the holidays. Um, U- UT last night, big college football playoff action. Is that game ended around effing midnight? Get into that at 8. I can't believe you stayed up for that. You stayed up for the whole damn thing? Yeah. Was it down to the wire? Yeah. Ugh. Because I know what, oh, I Texas only lost by, what, a touchdown? I can't wait to fill you in on what happens. Okay. Um, you must at, be sleepy. Nah, I'm okay. We're running on pure adrenaline. At uh, 9 o'clock, uh, NFL on Fox Rules analyst Dean Blandino will uh, come in, uh, will uh, call in to, uh, you know, give us the definitive word on the ruling that shook the NFL. And it really did have ramifications massive. for three teams. Yeah, massive. Um, here, it's Sunday night, the Cowboys win 20-19 to 19 after they thought, they were going to lose twenty-one to twenty, but they end up winning twenty to nineteen. And we can go a lot of different places. I think we should start with just kind of how the game went first. They won twenty-one to twenty. Sorry, it, they would have lost twenty-two to twenty. Yeah, twenty-two to twenty-one. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Is that right? It was twenty to nineteen. Either way, the lines were going for two. Okay. To take yeah. 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 That's right. That's lead. right. That's right. That's right. My bad. That game, I kind of sat there the whole time and went, okay, when are the Cowboys going to pull away here? And they never did. And then it got to the point where they were behind, 19-13, and they score and they go up 20-19. to I, I, uh, I'm sorry, they were up. And when I was thinking about that game, though, I kind of thought the Cowboys, okay, first of all, they're good at home. It was a tight, tight first half. Is exactly what I predicted, and then I predicted that it would get to the half, and they're going to do this. We talked about it. I think they're going to do this. How about them Cowboys thing? Mm-hmm. As they induct Jimmy Johnson into the Ring of Honor, and the Cowboys are going to come out on fire and just blow them out. Yeah, you you texted that to me and Mikey at halftime of that game. We were all kind of watching it, you know, not in the same room, but watching it together and staying connected on our phones and uh yeah i thought yeah it sounds like a likely scenario that they kind of playing around in the first half and then just getting the ball back or you know on, on the the second half kickoff and just run away with it not the case man that thing was in jeopardy the entire way and they should have lost yeah and that's our i mean the the big stuff from that game is that what happened at the end and the the events, the chain of events at the end of the game where the Cowboys had the ball and could have really put the game away, there was a, I'm going to call it a phantom tripping call. Uh, was, I believe it was on Peyton Hendershot, the tight end. They called a tripping on him. Where If you go back and watch it, it kind of looks like it's a Lions player who did the tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not a good call. But it put, put the Cowboys in a first and 25 position as they're trying to kind of milk out the clock here. And the score at this point is Cowboys 20, Lions 13. And when that penalty happened, I'm looking at the time uh, that was left in that game, and I'm seeing Danny right here. I've got it pulled up here. I think it was a a little under two minutes left. Because that that first and 25, yeah, first and 25, the two-minute warning. The first playoff out of the two-minute warning, it's first and 25 on the Detroit 44. There's two minutes left. The Lions have 
two timeouts. Okay. First and 25, the Cowboys run a slant route to CeeDee Lamb. They get 11 yards. And it's like, okay, that's ballsy, but it's a completion. Sure. So best of both worlds, we got 10 or 11 yards and timeout by the Lions. They have to use a timeout. And then it's second and 14. I think conventional wisdom would tell you you're up 2013. You've got a good kicker. Let's just go ahead and run the ball here. And and I'm sorry, at that point, Danny, it was 17 to 13, not 20 to 13. Mm-hmm. It's 17 to 13. Run the ball here. And they run a play that breaks down, and Dak ends up just launching it into the back of the end zone, stops the clock. Lions don't have to use a timeout, and they could have taken 40 seconds off the clock. After the game, Dak said that was on him. That was a what-the-hell-just-happened play. It really was. It was so confusing to... Everybody watching it, the booth, the players on the field, the people in the stands, that made no... When you saw that ball just flying out of the back of the end zone, I'm like, what are they doing? And you said he was accountable for it. What did he say? Um, He basically... I mean, I think they were asked about the play call on that, and he basically said he knew you can't, you know, leave the the clock stopped. Mm -hmm. He might have been getting... McCarthy's back. I'm not real sure. It's better to but take a sack there, dude. At that point, yeah. Take, yeah, I mean, as long as you're not like out of field goal range, because they were at the 33-yard line. So you're – but Aubrey, you're confident. <laughs> Hasn't missed all year, so you're good. Don't As long as you don't lose like seven yards, we're good. But th- what that did, the Cowboys then had made the decision, clearly, we're going to try to pass and get the first down. Mm-hmm. Okay, once they threw to CeeDee Lamb on first down, we're not just going to run it three times – Make the Lions use both timeouts and then take an extra 40 seconds off the clock. But what that incompletion did is it does keep you at 155 on the clock. Third down, they check down to Ferguson. He gets eight yards. Easier field goal. Lions used their last timeout. But the Lions are now going to get the ball with 145 left. That's a lot. And it's 20 to 13. Especially when the way the, the Cowboys were playing defense. I mean, the oh my God, the biggest sponge prevent you've ever seen in your life. It doesn't matter what three plays, and they were right there. It was, you're hoping the pass rush would have uh, got there or something, but they were, you're right. They did the basic build a wall on the outside, keep them inside, and the lines are like, well, yeah, but you left us a minute 45, yeah. so we have time to do it. Yeah, we, now, can, if, we can work the middle of the field because of the fact that there's almost two minutes on the clock. Let's go back. If one of those play calls was a running play or you just have an easy completion to stay in bounds, yeah. simple math tells you that the Lions would be getting the ball with 105 left and no timeouts. Well, that, that Which changes. is still, maybe they still get in. Maybe maybe they do, but that that at that point, you eliminate being able to use that big area that's in the center of the field. Yeah. Because how many times did uh, did they spike the ball when they would run up to the line? I think at least two. They did it three times. Okay. You and can't do that when you have 55 seconds on the clock. That's just not, it's not possible. You're working the sidelines. You're trying to get out of bounds and stopping the clock. But the the amount of yardage that you're accumulating when you're when you're in yeah. that in that uh, predicament, it's just not enough to to get big chunks to get down there quick enough. Well, so yeah, it, it was. I think here's the thing for me, and the the, the clock would dictate how you play that, right? Mm-hmm. But given the lines, the ball back with 145 compared to giving them the ball back with 105. 
They scored with 23 seconds on the clock, which tells you the clock would have been expired. That's an easy way to look at it. I know. Lions, Troy, Troy brought that point up, too. Like, there's your 40, 40 seconds is the number we're kind of watching here because those are time that you could have taken. Boy, now, Troy, that easily Troy, goes to McCarthy, right? Sure. And Troy is so great at, at passive-aggressive comments. Yeah. Well, the game should be over right now. <laughs> God, God, he doesn't care. No, he, he does not he care. I think those guys took a little bit more money, and I think they kind of don't like it at ESPN. I think they kind of don't like Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of don't like that oh, they're, they're bitter. asked to stay on and they're, do it. Yeah, they, they took a lot of money. 30 minutes with Van Pelt after the game. Yeah, they're getting ass games every Monday. <laughs> they took a new job, thought it would be rosy, and then they're kind of like, eee. ass games. Ass games. <laughs> uh, so the Lions get in, they score. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's awesome, and it's 20 to 19, mm-hmm. and they say, F it. We're going for two. So here's what happened. According to the NFL game book, it'll tell you that Dan Skipper, a guy, weirdly, who I met in Jeff Cavanaugh's backyard, long story, reserve offensive tackle Dan Skipper reported in as eligible. Now, for those of you that don't know, I will quickly do this. You can report that you're an eligible wide receiver and you're basically shifting the offensive line a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that because you have to tell the defense so they're allowed to substitute and know who the eligible receiver is. It's common sportsmanship and courtesy, and it's in the rules. So the ref says that number 70, Dan Skipper, reports in as eligible, which would make left tackle Taylor Decker ineligible. Correct. The Lions run a gimmick play, and it is a pass to left tackle Taylor Decker, who is uncovered uncovered and ineligible. And by uncovered, the receiver's off the line of scrimmage. Well, if the receiver's on the line of scrimmage, then he can't be. The receiver was not on the line of scrimmage. Taylor Decker was eligible, according to what the Lions said and a lot of he said she said going on well he said he said he said going on the ref and if there's video evidence of this now the ref just messed up because Taylor Decker of the Detroit Lions goes to the ref first and says I'm eligible he points at himself says he said it also there's slow motion video footage of Dan Skipper number 70 going I didn't say an effing word I didn't say an effing word I didn't say an effing word. So Dan Skipper, and if you watch the video evidence, which, which didn't come out till after the game where you see all this from up in the press box, Dan Skipper looks a little confused when he runs out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably on purpose. Too loud for the refs to go, number 68 is, in, uh, is eligible. Okay? Kind of too loud at that time. So common to just go, hey, Defense, here's the eligible guy. They just said that number 70 was eligible instead of 68. They got him mixed up. They got him mixed up. And they told the defense the wrong thing. And I I think Skipper was just a little confused about where to line up. Skipper was not going out there to talk to the ref. He might have been going out there to act like he was talking to the ref. But if he didn't say a word to the ref, and the ref says that 70's eligible, okay, Mm -hmm. but 70 didn't say anything, then the ref messed up. Now, the other take on this is 
maybe don't run a trick play like that and put the game in the hands of the referee, which I kind of agree with. But also, this is common, and I think the evidence from post-game tells you that the Lions were in the right here. Here is their meatball head coach, Dan Campbell, after the game. Yeah, the explanation you got on two-point? 70 reported. Did Decker report as well? Yeah, the explanation was 70 reported. And did they need to announce that? If, if both um, players report? Two people can't report. I don't want to talk about it. All right? I explain everything pregame to a T. Okay? I did that. Okay. So he explained before the game, very common. If you have any trick plays that you're going to run, something that the refs need to know, you would tell them. Before the game? Before the game. Okay. Just so they're not, for this specific situation, I think that's... I mean, A, you lost. But another reason why they were furious about this is because he said, I told the ref before the game. Now, hold that for a minute because I want you to hear Jared Goff after the game because I thought this was pretty good as he kind of walks through it. What I do know, and I don't know if I'll get fined for this, but I do know that Decker reported. I do know that Dan Skipper did not. And I do know that they said that Dan Skipper did. So it's unfortunate. Now, in the pool report after the game, which is where one media member is gets to sit down with the head referee, and right. it's all done from people in the Pro Football Writers Association. They switch out this duty. Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News sits down with Brad Allen, the crew chief, and Brad Allen basically says that, yeah, he, he says the opposite of what Jared Goff just said. Well, yeah, 70 reported, so 68 was not eligible. And the lines are like, no. And Taylor Decker, number 68, in this case, when he was asked about it, goes, I just did what coach told me to do. I went and reported. Like, all of this is just a ref screwing up. Yeah. And it changed everything. Now, it is not redeem the, it is not forgive the sins of Dan Campbell that followed this. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't. And look, man, I I don't even know why he wouldn't just tie it up initially. Yeah, because there's a five-yard penalty, and they move the ball back to the seven-yard Well, I'm talking line. about before this trick play scenario even manifested the way it did. I mean, look, dude, just kick the extra point. Take your chances in overtime. Your defense has been absolutely manhandling the Cowboys and the Cowboys have had no, I mean, not that it matter, would matter in overtime, but their left guard was hurt too. Yeah. Tyler Smith was not going to be, I like, I like their chances. I was thinking that the whole time, like just kick it because the Cowboys left guard is out now, but you got a chance to do a little damage in overtime, maybe, but you know, maybe he didn't trust the defense. Um, why their defense was an, Incredible! I, I thought they were playing pretty well, too. Really well. Well, I was wrong, though. Do you, do you want to hear his explanation? NFL figured some stuff out after that Buffalo game, dude. I think they did. They really did. Yeah. And that's a problem going into the playoffs. But more on that. Here's, here's Dan Campbell. Here's why he did it. Okay. And tell you what. I, I want my coaches to take emotion out of their decisions. I want them to be very calm. I don't like – I cannot stand the coach who can't help himself and runs on the field. Sean McVay drives me nuts. It's almost like he was running, going for two again, just to spite the referees. Well, you know what? You screwed us on that. We'll show you. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll do it even five yards further back. Check this out. 70 reported, 68 oh, dead. We threw it six. Here we go, here we go. Can you just explain the, you know, the mentality to go for two there at the end? Obviously, you wanted to keep the game in your hand and, and try to win it. Yeah, I told the offense that we were, we were going down 141 left. We're going to go down and score, and then we're going to go for two and finish this game out. I told them that, and so that's what we were doing. And um, being backed up, that didn't change anything when you get backed up? To the backed seven, up where? To the seven instead of the two from the two-point play. Did, did you think at all? We were going for the win. Okay. <laughs> he just like, and all the media is just like, okay, I'm not going to ask Hulk Hogan any more questions anymore. <laughs> like, I don't, like, he looks like he wants to punch me. I'm not asking any more questions. Because at the seven yard line, Micah Parsons jumps off sides. So they go half the distance half to the, the distance, goal. Yep. So from the four yard line, the lines go for two and run a play where honestly if Jared Goff could wait a little bit longer he had Laporta wide open in the end zone on the slant route he uh misses the out route he had the guy there too and Jared Goff just made a bad throw cuz Cowboys pressure was in his face a little bit and the Cowboys escaped 20 to 19 after the world thought they had just lost and even though Micah was barely offsides on that play it had no effect on the play I don't even know if Goff knew that he had a free play I don't there. Either. I don't think he did, it, but that would would have ended up uh, a failed attempt as well. Yes, yeah. The Cowboys. I mean, they got the stop. Like, that's the thing. The you Cowboys. The yes, stop the Cowboys got the stop outside. two times in a row. Yeah. After getting them backed up to the seven, then I guess what the three and a half. Once the penalty was enforced, it just wasn't a good look for Detroit at all. It was not a good look for Dan Campbell. Man, I. God, when you're at the seven, dude. Okay, what if there had been a holding call instead of yeah. uh, you know an ineligible receiver, the and, and, they, and they're backed up to the to, to the twelve? Yeah, you know, he's still going to do it. I mean, what is the what? what? <laughs> The, the probability. What's the maximum wage? Yeah, you know, the, how far back do you go before you go, all right, we'll just kick it and tie it? The odds have been... I think he's so damn hard-headed, he could have been on the 15 and still try to go for it. The odds are like... I mean, I don't know how much it decreases. It's not much, you know, from 2 to 7. But one thing about all that, too, like the whole I'll run through a, through a wall for this dude thing, mm-hmm. that's all great, and that's good, and you like it. But also, dude, at some point, right there, kick it and tie it. And the other team, you've been wearing out a little bit, and their left guard's out, and you know that's a weakness. I, it just seemed like all too easy of an equation. I'm pretty aggressive when it comes to football, too. Okay, so I am I like when guys are going for it a lot on fourth down. I think it makes a lot of sense sometimes. But, boy, sometimes things come to play. Like, dude, I don't know if he knew that Tyler Smith would not be returning. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty clear Tyler Smith was not returning. And that's a big part of the Cowboys and a big weakness that you probably could have attacked and maybe gotten the win in overtime. Either way, it doesn't matter. Cowboys win. Currently the two seed because the Eagles lost to the Cardinals, and the Eagles are an effing mess right now. They're yeah. going to be in. But we were talking about, hey, we're on a crash course for – Taking on the Bucks in Tampa Bay in wild card round. Now the Cowboys are going to host, if they win this Sunday, are going to host the first-round playoff game. Their opponents look like it could be Green Bay if the Packers beat the Bears. Could be Seattle if uh, Green Bay was to lose. There's a lot we can get into. Yeah, there. let's get into that at, uh, in about an hour from now at 8.30. We'll, we'll, we'll hit all of this stuff, Dingu's morning news. We'll also... 
we didn't even talk about the halftime Ring of Honor festivities yeah. and and wild wireless Mike Jerry, um, CD Lamb's Day. Good Lord, we oh got to look God. at that as well. So much more to uh, discuss from uh, Cowboys Lions. We'll do that definitely at uh, eight thirty five. But coming up next, Kevin Turner has the scuttlebutt, and boy, the stories are abound. Yes, Danny. What better way to start off the year than by finding out which celebrities were doing terrible things at Epstein Island? On 97.1 The Freak. Spring forward. Upgrade your home, business, or large commercial facility now with the latest technology from DFW Security. If your system is older than five years, it's time to upgrade. DFW Security has reliable, convenient, affordable technology professionally installed. Take command with their all-in-one app powered by Alarm.com. Control your alarm, access control, cameras, garage door, and much more. DFW Security, your local experts for over 30 years. Call now or go to DFWSecurity.com. DFWSecurity.com.